Recorded live. Peace and blessing, brothers. For on the record, this is Auckland, Tribe of Judah. This is Aboriginal Academy, third degree. Today's date is May the 2nd, 2017. Uh, let's do a roll call to see who all is uh, present today. Shalom, for on the record, this is Brother Cedric Ben-Israel, Tribe of Judah. Shalom, brother. Shalom, for on the record, Brother Kendrick, Tribe of Judah. Shalom, brother. Uh, for on the record, Brother Robert, Tribe of Judah. Shalom, brother. Is there anyone else that is present? For on the record, Akbanar, Tribe of Judah. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Is that it? Okay. All right, so Brother Priest asked me to uh, sit in and um, proctor the class today. He's tied up with some uh, some business matters and he wasn't going to be able to attend. So um, basically this is going to be really informal. Um, and just as a heads up, there's some some issues with uh, the university right now. Okay, uh, I was just about to ask that, brother, because I was trying to get in and I cannot get in. <laughs> <laughs> Jalal, yeah, <brother. laughs> yeah it, it's. <laughs> I went out there yesterday on my phone because um, you know I try to. You know, a lot of times I'm mobile and I try to listen in. Um, you know, while I'm out and about and. It was doing some weird stuff yesterday, so you know I, I reached out to him to let him know. Hey, there's a there's obviously some security issues. I'm not sure what's causing it, but um, you know he had to take it down for uh, for maintenance and to try to troubleshoot what that issue is. So um, not really sure, you know, when we can expect it back up. But you know the thing was uh, there wasn't really. Uh, a topic for this week uh, in the university anyway. So um, with that being said, you know, he's actually given us a topic. Um, and this is basically just a, an open floor discussion. Um, so what uh, Brother Priest offered was, we must protect ourselves from all enemies spiritually, mentally, physically, Commercially, we must separate from the savages amongst our people. So, I guess we'll, um, you know, just go in alphabetical order. And uh, each brother, you know, if, if possible, um, you know, just offer your uh, position on that particular viewpoint. You know, once again, we must uh, protect ourselves from all enemies, spiritually, mentally, physically and commercially, we must separate from the savages amongst our people. Are you? Shalom, for on the record, it's like Bernard, Tribe of Judah. I don't know if I'm first or not. But, um, you know, that topic is uh, is right on point. You know, whatever city we're living in, uh, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. So whatever city we in, you know, obviously we got to take care of our families, and uh, we got to get out here and and contract with these uh, in in the beast, so to speak. But we have to be mindful of uh, Revelations eighteen and four. While we in the beast, you know, we got to uh, be on point on all our on all our contracts. We got to know what we're doing. And that's why we have to take heed to stay in that, stay in the scriptures because that's our safety net. And if we do our due diligence and stay in the word every day, I mean every single day, that's going to, um, I don't know what scripture it is. I think it's in Ephesians or where they put on the whole armor of, uh, of the most high. You put on the whole armor because we, spiritual battles, physical battles, 
I'm under attack right now with my bank through identity theft. And, um, you know, while I'm going through it, I'm not panicking, not stressed out because being, uh, being the Israelite and, and, and knowing that it's just part of our, it's just part of the package. You know, you're going to have family members that don't identify with the truth and, um, it still, it still doesn't stop us. We've got to keep pushing. And, um, that's why I, before, when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm reading some scriptures before I go to bed at night, I'm reading some scriptures and I've made just a habit. I do that every single day. So while I'm out here dealing with this beast, you know, I don't fly off the handle. I don't let uh, Esau push my buttons. And I don't even blame Esau because uh, the scriptures say that the Most High is responsible for all the good. He's responsible for all the bad. And uh, it's, all a, it's all a lesson for us to, uh, to strengthen us as men and um, to strengthen our walk. And um, these things that we're learning we can instill it in our families. We can instill it in our consorts. We can instill it in our posterity. So when, uh, you know, when they grow up and get older or when they leave the nest, you know, they'll be able to get out here and deal with these situations. And, um, you know, the main thing for us is, as men on this line, we got to keep one another built up. We got to, we got to continue to fellowship with one another. We got to stay in touch. We got to actually communicate more, see how we doing because uh, in everybody's individual city, you know, you may not know what your brother going through, and just that phone call, you know, he might just need that to keep keep his uh, keep his energy alive. So, you know, like for example, when we go on break, and when we when we come back, man, just to hear everybody on the call, man, that that, that strengthens me. It gives me energy because it's holding us accountable. We hold each other accountable, and we realize the bigger picture. Uh, you know, I look at it as for myself, I'm trying to be the best bond servant for the most high I can be. And I know with that, it means keeping these commandments, uh, following the dietary laws, uh, being an entrepreneur, working for myself, trying to put food on the table, take care of my family and working for this nation and building for this nation. Like those are my, those are my priorities. That's why I, I look forward to being on the call. I look forward to learning. I learn from you brothers every week, and um, that's what that's what strength is me, and uh, and the and the laws of the of the Most High. You know, I look at um, in Exodus chapter twenty four, verse three. That's one of my verses three through eight. I go I go through that through that book every week because our forefathers made a contract uh, thousands of years ago, and that contract is still binding. And what a lot of brothers and sisters. Uh, today don't realize is the most high is holding up his end of the bargain and we not holding up our end. And so that's why, uh, us being here, we trying to hold up our end. And, uh, with that, I yield. Shalom, shalom. Praise the Lord, brother. Hey, <laughs> brother Bernard, it's something that, uh, that you said, and, uh, you know, I kind of want to piggyback off of that because you may not realize it, but a lot of times when you come on, I know you've had some challenges, you know, over the years uh, since you've been joining uh, with the nation. And through all of it, you've always remained positive. You've always remained upbeat. And I, I got to tell you, uh, for me, it's a definite inspiration to hear you coming on the line. And it's almost like, when when you when you're going through something, it's, it 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 doesn't um, overcome you. You know, it doesn't overtake you. It's like when when those obstacles double down. It sounds like you know in your in your voice and in your spirit, you double down and and rise to to meet those challenges. And I say for me, um, you know, I'm right there with you, brother, because it almost seems like when you start to pull away from um, you know, just that common mind state when you start to, you know, really chase after the most high as far as, you know, following these uh, laws, statutes, and commandments and really, you know, making a point to try to submit to them in your daily walk, it, it's almost like there's a target on your back. <laughs> and, you know, folks will just, to me, it just seems like they just start, you know, acting, you know, even more uncivilized, you know, even more um, unruly. But, 
you know, the scriptures say that, you know, we're going to be reproved and, and, you know, the most high is going to, um, you know, require that we gird up our loins and be men. And so it's just, it's just a part of the process. It's just part of the process. But, um, I thank you for that. Um, you know, very, uh, was very insightful. I think, uh, uh, catch on the record, brother, Hakeem, tribal Judah. Shalom. Shalom. So, um, am I I next? Yes, sir. Fine. For my comment, I was going to say that the direction I want to go in or touch on with the topic for tonight is I think it's, it's best to define who our enemies are, and then from there, kind of make up like a a manifesto or a, a checklist to better enable you to assess and be aware so in this process that I'm thinking about, I think that you should assess yourself. It's, it's about assessing yourself so you know you have your, your strengths and your weaknesses and stuff. And it's kind of like in the sense that when you're being attacked, that's what the your your enemy do they they always try to go for you when you're being distracted or at your weakest point so that's kind of the stuff that i was kind of thinking about and i want to bring up an example a few weeks ago brother kendrick had mentioned a situation where somebody tried i would say kind of tried to come and attack him in a sense. And um, not too much longer after that, after he put that in my awareness, a similar situation came where I was kind of being distracted for a second. And I, I had somebody, instead of coming up and asking me for $20, they come up and asked me for $2. So, That's why I'm saying I'm trying to assess the situation to being being aware, like in this example that I gave about Brother Kendrick and the situation happening to me. And I'm using that as a, uh, a starting point because I kind of, uh, I would say, let that go to the back of my mind, but I'm going to use that as a starting point to start my, my checklist and then uh, use this as an opportunity. But the second part, well, the third part that I wanted to, wanted to touch on about how we must separate from the savages, I think that in the situation, the example I gave, Dealing with myself, I I think that the I'm a label of a person or a beast that came up to me. He was just focusing on the money. Everything I said to him, he just was focusing on being bestial because I was saying no, and he just kept asked for. Let me get to $2. Let me get to $2. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to better refine how I would react in those situations instead of just giving them a response just to, just to get away, just to separate. So 
I'll leave it at that at that point right there. I'll yield. Shalom. Uh, that that was great. That was great. I appreciate um you know your response and your perspective. And that's that you know that's really true. I mean you know we talk when you uh, talked about uh, self assessment. You know it made me think about you know being accountable for self or self accountability. You know that's one of the one of the fundamental um, building blocks of self government. You know you gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable such that um, you can grow to the place to where you can self correct. If not, you know others will do that for you. And the thing is is um. You know, honestly, you know, how many times, you know, prior to, um, you know, coming into, you know, this knowledge and this truth about, you know, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, you know, who we are, you know, what our identity is, you know, how many times have we gone out here in our lives and encountered uh, situations where, uh, you know, we were just operating in a reactionary mode, you know, and not really, um, you know, considering, uh, especially if it's a, a situation that's combative or, or adversarial, not really, you know, running that over in our mind after the fact of uh, and being able to say, well, you know what, um, you know, how could I have handled that in a different way? Could I, hand, could I have handled that in a better way? You know, I think that, you know, the maturity uh, that we gain, you know, through these studies, it really uh, does a lot to be able to, you know, change those perspectives and, you know, developing us a mind of, you know, improving in our ability to be civil. You know, because a lot of times, you know, folks come into contact, uh, you know, with various uh, situations like that, and, you know, not all the time is, is the result positive. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, all of this is designed to promote our spiritual growth and development. And, you know, the most high is going to reprove. I mean, you're going to keep seeing similar situations like that, um, you know, until you improve and handle it in a different way. So, yeah, but I thought that was uh, that was great. Uh, Ta-da for that. I think uh, Kedrick would be next. Shalom, brothers. The um, topic for tonight, very interesting. It's also like a, a mission statement. Mm-hmm. All the things that we need to do, you know, to progress and return to the state of mind of our ancestors and to, and to, to protect ourselves and our families and still progress the, um, the mission as a whole to improve our people's standing and and understanding and position in in this um, slave environment. I always love brother brother Bernard always remind us of, of Exodus that we are, we all made a covenant, and that covenant still stands. And that's always a constant reminder to me that this is the position that we're in, and our duty is to re- return. To that, to the to the to the uh, stipulations of that covenant, so that we can be protected and progress under the guise of the of, of Most High, being in this world today as we are, as Brother Hakeem was saying, uh, that self awareness it comes on many levels not just physically, you know, one adversary against another. But I've said I managed to separate myself from the beast from the from the savages. But that's that's put me into in the heart of the beast. And his approach is more administrative to the, to to you. He's willing to write a procedure administratively act against you to cause you more harm than being mugged on the street. Because his administrative process will lock you down in debt, and then lock you behind up, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be in a, a much tighter situation than, you know, if you had to give somebody two two dollars or twenty dollars, you know, on the street, 
but I separated myself from the from the savages and put myself in that situation where I'm in amongst the beasts. And one thing I've come to learn the time that I've been here, once they understand that you know the law and you carry yourself and act similarly all the time against everything that they throw against you, they literally become afraid of you. And you can see the fear register on their faces when they try to confront you, even if it's only in a passing everyday, hi, how you doing situation. You can see the standoffishness, the, the arm's length at which they communicate and talk to you. Once they understand and see that you know who you are and you have declared it for it on the record against all the odds and all the adversaries and all the, the bad mouthing and, and everything that they heap upon you and you stand your ground, they literally do become afraid of you. It's, a, it's an amazing thing for me, it has been, to see the change because when I was operating under the straw man, I was A-K-O-J. Okay, hey, Joe, how you doing? All right. But when I changed to Kendrick Ben Israel, oh, man. <laughs> the dynamic change, the shift change was, was dynamic. It really was. Not only just physically here in the job, but among the family members, friends, associates. And, you know, you get into those conversations where it's almost become combative. But when you maintain your civility, keep your head in them scriptures, because that's where the spirit is, that's where the word is, that's where the power is. Yeah. And every single day, Brother Bernard said, hit those scriptures, because I've been negligent in that fact. I, I, it's not an everyday thing, but I know I need to make it such, and I will from now on because I know I need that strength. And the strength in the brotherhood here on the lines, when we come together and talk, even a situation like this, a, a conversation, an open floor conversation like this is absolutely great. It's fantastic because we get to express ourselves in many different topics and, and from different perspectives. It's, it's good for all the things we've gone through, all we've learned, what, we, uh, what Brother Peace has taught us, showed us, and what we've managed to accomplish individually and collectively. It's, a, it's an amazing thing because had I not walked this path, had I not taken this path to walk this walk, I would have been in a very different situation because I was not very civil in those days. <laughs> <laughs> but the brother, but the brother man has shown me, you know, some maintain some discipline, self control, and stability. And in doing that, I have actually literally seen the difference in myself and the people around me and in my environment. And it's it's what it's, it's one of the many things that keeps me coming back to these calls all, all the time and participating in the nation doing my best to help, you know, the overall project succeed. You know, wherever I can be helpful, whatever I can do, you know, I'm not a minister, I'm not a trustee, I'm just a member of the congregation, but if I can help do any, help anybody do anything, just holler, let me know. If it's in my capabilities, my possibilities, I, I'll help you, I'll get it done no matter what. You know, that's, that's where I belong. This, this is where I belong. I've seen it. I'm 64 years old. I've seen everybody come before me. I've seen Garvey. I've seen Malcolm. I've seen Elijah. I've seen um, Dr. York. I've seen Moore and all of them guys and the knuckleheads in Brooklyn and what they're still doing. Um, I've walked among all of them groups and peoples. And my father once said, you know, all of these people look like they have the message, and to a certain extent they do. But he said they're not the right one exactly. Before he died, he said, you keep looking for that right one. I said, I will. You know, I will. 
And I believe I found it right here in Trials because it all comes together. This is about the law. It is the law and the covenant of the law. And that's, that's where we belong as men. We need to stand up, follow those instructions that are our lives, and, and govern ourselves as groups, as men, and, and, and our families. Aye. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I appreciate that, Aunt Kedrick. Those are some very um, insightful words. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. I mean, we always got to be thinking about the thinking about that covenant, and you know, I, for for me, it's it's kind of like you know just learning that and following in the uh, example that our priest has said. It's like you know we're not better; we're just different. And you know, you, you're you're right. There there have been some great teachers that have come along. I mean, even. Uh, you know, prior to uh, recent times, but none of them ever really had it all flow, you know, seamlessly and, um, you know, in a in a holistic way. And the thing is, is that, you know, if you don't, you know, if you're not standing on uh, that, that covenant, you know, if, it, if, if we know that the most high is nature and natural law, you know, and, and, and we're grounded in that truth, then you know that, one, the way back to reconciliation is through that truth, and if you're not able to even express that as a, as a, a significant part of your message, if not, you know, the whole of it when it's really distilled, then in actuality, I mean, that that message is not one of deliverance. You know, you're just a pretender because at the end of the day, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And we got to deal with it from a standpoint of understanding that, you know, um, if you're in captivity, <laughs> captivity is, is the express condition that results from breach. You know, and the thing is that, you know, even now we look at a lot of uh, you know, a lot of folks that are outside of our body and, you know, everybody has a plan for liberation for the said black man. Everybody has some commercial remedy. Everybody has some, you know, economic remedy. Everybody has some political remedy. But nobody's really dealing with truth, you know, from a from an objective standpoint. You know, it's all laced in emotions. It's all it's all laced in uh fairy tales and urban legends and things of that nature. But, you know, this is the reason why, you know, it, it's it's really a blessing to be in a place that, you know, as you said, you know, where it all comes together. So that was a, a great uh that was a great response, brother. I think uh Robert is next. Sure, it's uh, Shalom Akiyam, Shalom. All of the brothers here, man, just listening to you, brothers, man, I just, I just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I love you, brothers, man. I love it. I love this camaraderie. I love the fact that we have the solidarity, considering over the course of time where our people, they always say that, quote-unquote, black people can't come together for a common goal or common unification, man. We got it here, man got to hear every week you know brother priest gives us the information to arm ourselves based on the topic he had for us today man every week we have it. you know i sit back and i listen to brother kedrick man like that's that wisdom right there man i certainly appreciate you brother you know i learn a lot of uh insight from you just listening to you um every week you know aquin your your perspective, man, is razor sharp, brother. Like, uh, you know, put things in a whole nother perspective that, uh, you know, maybe some people may not see it or maybe they do see it, but you put it in a whole nother perspective that, you know, you basically you, you're like a scientific type of thing.
mechanical with your thinking. And I appreciate you, brother. Brother um, Hakeem, I, I really, really appreciate your insight, brother. Every week you come on here constantly and you, you just basically, you speak, you speak from the heart, brother. And your insight and what you, what you speak on and what you say, brother, is definitely you dropping balls, brother. I just want to appreciate that. Brother Bernard, man, what can I say, brother? Like, every week, like the brothers, I'm just backing up what the brothers say. Every week you come on here, no matter what problem that you have, brother, you come on here, you got that energy, you still are resilient, even with all of the situations that you go through, brother. And I got to admire that, man. I got to admire that. Ox Cedric. You like my, you know, me and you kick it off the line and everything like that. We talk. Your perspective. You already know how I feel about you, brother. You already know we had that conversation. Man. Yes, sir. But all you brothers, man, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate each and every one of your insight. I appreciate your presence. I feel so good because I have three blood brothers, man, and we're not together. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing their own particular thing for whatever reasons. And that's that's cool. That's cool. You know, but um you guys are my brothers. You guys are my brothers, man. I definitely appreciate you. I definitely appreciate our uh priest for giving me the opportunity to be here. Um, it's just a great, great thing. But like with the topic, yeah, man, listen, man. We definitely we priest can have said it any better, man. We got to protect ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all different types of ways, man. One of the most interesting things is that we're coming into some really, really tumultuous times. Uh, you know, people's psyches are kind of changing, like some uncharacteristically. You see people um, out here like that you probably may have you know, you probably knew that this person was cool or this person was more civil at one respect, one, one point in time. But there's such a thin line out here between civility and savagery. And I've seen it. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it because I work in a hospital. I see it through a lot of some of the patients that come in. I deal with everything from drunks, I deal with people who are off their medication, I deal with people who, uh, you know, have mental or behavioral um, disorders, things of that capacity, and I mean, it's it's wild, it's really, really wild, and us being able to protect our psyche, um, we got to really stay equipped to everything that Brother Priest has laced us with and everything we've acquired in our individual studies, we got to trust in our psyche, we got to be very perceptive. Um, because a lot of like what the brothers had spoke about, you got other people, adversarial parties out here that may come up to you and kind of challenge you and challenge your spirituality and challenge your, your you know, your mental, you know, you know, your, your, your mental, you know, just challenge you basically. And we got to really, really stay armed definitely for that. We got to stay armed and protect ourselves because everybody I'm sure here on this line knows what's happening with this economy. Um, this thing's about to fall. Um, no matter what this corporate media is saying, this thing's about to fall. So we got to definitely protect ourselves from this economic collapse. Um, we got to prep ourselves and get prepared for this and get prepared for the threats that may come toward us. So absolutely. Um, like I said before, you know, people, you know, it's easy for people to become your enemies. Real, real thin line, you know, um, real thin line in these days and times. People have become more selfish, narcissistic, wicked. I mean, it's it's everything that the scriptures brought forth and told us that was going to happen. It's happening. And I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't even know if it's turned up enough, but it's, it's, it's bananas. I'm, especially, I'm speaking on my, my area. I'm not speaking on every other area. Brothers, brothers don't have. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. You know, you haven't been able to see it, but I see it like crazy up here. It's really, really crazy. So everything that Brother Priest has given us, man, given us in these classes, 
involved ourselves with. Uh, you know, we got to be ready. Ultimately, with that being said, with everything we're armed with, we got to stay cognizant of, like Brother Kedrick said, of the law. You know, be strong armed with the law, you know, and know about these lawful situations. I'll give you an example. I just post, like on Facebook, I posted an article about they got, they have now these fake police officer impersonators now out here. They've been had, I know they've been doing it, but I'm saying like they, it, it was, with the way the story was, it was a couple of Caucasians. They were impersonating police officers um, in, the, in that, in Brooklyn. And um, they were going specifically, from what I'm understanding, I, I don't know that for a fact, but do understand they're going to these black neighborhoods because they really understand that in certain situations, and I don't mean to look at it from that perspective because we here understand what it's going for, but they're looking at us like prey. And we got to be armed with the law. We got to be armed uh, to be able to understand these type of things and be able to peep this game. Um, you know, there was also another article I posted that was on, you know, the court dismissed um, convictions of 21,000 people. Um, because of chemist misconduct, which is crazy because a large, large percentage of our brothers and sisters are being locked up in rapid numbers because of these convictions. And it's come to find out that this particular chemist was, uh, her, in, in the article it says that she just wanted to improve her economic and her social basic standards. So she was willing to manipulate these particular statistics and figures so that this way it can tie into this whole criminal justice uh, situation. So it's really important that we brothers definitely take heed to everything that Brother Priest brings here because it's turning up. It's turning up. The scriptures ain't never lie, brother. Ain't never lie, man. And I, I love you all, brothers. I just I want to keep the solidarity going. I just, I'm just grateful to be here. And with that, I will yield. Shalom, Mark. Shalom, Tada. Man, you had a whole lot there. <laughs> a whole lot. And um man, that, that was whew, that was a mouthful. You know, it, it it's a couple things that you said that uh just kinda like stuck out in my in my mind. Um, you know, with with this particular example of I, I don't know, I guess he's a, a, a doctor or a statistician or whatever. You know, our priest has been, you know, expressing this thing for a long time is that, you know, for the most part, the public is a, is a, is a, it's a social experiment. And it's really a, a place where you have the least amount of power. You know, all of your power really is in the private. You know, when you participate in the public, um, you know, you submit to a lot of unforeseen obligations. And I think that, uh, you know, even as we move forward in time, those unforeseen obligations are becoming more and more seen and they're becoming more and more uh, apparent. And I think that's that's really probably one of the major uh, influences on, uh, you know, the so-called uh, freedom movement and, you know, a lot of this sovereignty, um, you know, that we've seen uh, in the past. Uh, the thing to me that is the most striking, though, is is that it's like when the average individual, they get one of these types of uh, encumbrances, it's like, man, you don't want to deal with it. And everybody wants to rush to you know, be a so-called sovereign or um, a freeholder. But the thing is, is in actuality, you're you're not really repaired. Uh, you're not really prepared to operate as a freeholder. You're not prepared because you've been miseducated. Um, you know, you're you're operating in the status of a of a mental minor, and 
you know, to your point, the scriptures have never lied. I mean, you know, bonding at birth is not something it's not something that's new. And the, the scriptures tell you that you was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And the reason why you are certified is because of that. You know, so so the thing is, is that it's not, you know, a clandestine conspiracy. You know, these, these caucasoids actually got a clue. You know, as, as, as much as, uh, you know, we get, you know, all of these emotional um, arguments to the contrary, you know, there's a there's a protocol that you have to go through. You know, it's like like the brother said, you know, knowledge uh, a man is raised by degrees. You know, and when you're a ward, I mean, there you're for for all intents and purposes, you're not even off the mat. <laughs> you know, uh, and the thing is that you got to go through. Um, something, you know, to actually get something. Just like they say, you know, freedom ain't free. And the thing is, is that, you know, even from a common language standpoint, that's way off. If people really understood what it takes to be free indeed, you know, most people don't have the the stomach. You know, they're not going to have the will and they're not going to have the desire. Because if if you're going through that, you know, that, that's why it's, it's just important to really, you know, have an identity to know who you are, you know, even if, you, even if you're not doing it, you know, for yourself or um, for some selfish reason, you know, which, I mean, it shouldn't be that anyway, but having a, a sense of identity and duty generally um, brings about some awareness to where you can actually operate, you know, based on the obligation. So it's like, I mean, do something selfless. I mean, if, if you're not if you're not willing to raise yourself to uh, you know, be responsible to be able to operate in a fiduciary capacity for yourself, well do it for your brother. You know, do it for for that generation that is coming behind you. I mean, we've seen uh, you know, the chaos and the anarchy that has resulted, you know, from our uh stiff neck uh, resistance uh, to being in alignment with this covenant, and you know, I know everybody on this line is uh, sincere about this thing. Everybody on this line is, you know, really plugged into what is going on, um, you know, in in you know our age, you know, and to see our brothers in many way, in many cases perish because they've not yet. Uh, been exposed to um, what has really gotten us into this condition and, you know, what our charge is to get out of it. I mean, a, a lot of times, I mean, I mean, it, it's very tough to watch this stuff, you know, but by the same token, you know, and being in, you know, this nation, you know, being in a group that I would say you know, even within um, you know our body of people. I mean, this is our, this is like the upper room of our of our people. You know, we we're in a different place. You know, we got a, a, a different responsibility. Um, you know, to our brothers. And uh, at the end of the day, we have to ensure, you know, through leadership, through being an example, through um, sacrifice. You know, we have to be that example to our peers as well as those that are coming behind us that we're never going to turn away from this obligation the way we have in the past. And, I mean, that that's a monumental challenge when you think about everything that's recorded in the Scriptures. I mean, every time we, we went into captivity, hey, thou shalt not lie. The reason you're in captivity is because you lied. And you're constantly going in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, and the Most High is constantly lengthening that because, you know, the same way he did with, uh, with um, you know, the issue, hey, seven days you locked up. If, if, if it's not resolved in seven days or seven times seven, that's 49. I mean, it's, it's an increasing, you know, which is, which is an extension of that correction, you know, and, and then we find ourselves in 400 years and we lose everything. Well, Understanding that the Most High 
has actually preserved um, that message and preserved our legacy and it's been returned to us, it, it is most important that we do the needful to ensure that this never happens again. And I got to say, um, you know, I think every uh, brother on this line, I mean, just in your thoughtfulness and your sincerity, um, you know, in your, in your clarity of purpose and ability to, uh, you know, express um, that which we've been learning, um, you know, I got to say this is uh, – th- I got to say this is the sandbox, I think, in which, you know, we we make a – concerted uh, push forward. So, um, yeah, Brother Robert, uh, that was on point. Uh, Lastly, I think we have uh, Brother Shedrick. I yield the floor. Minister Lynn, Um, first and foremost, I do want to say as well, I do... um, I love the camaraderie that we have here at Tribe. Um, One of the things I think people in life take for granted is having people that they can relate to. Um, You know, very, you know, often we hear, you know, our peers, people that we, you know, our immediate family and people around us, you know, always talking about being unified, but they don't think in unity. Their mindset is not in unity. But... Uh, as it pertains to the given topic for tonight, you know, one of the things that, you know, kept running across my mind um, was the first law of nature in that self-preservation. You know, we, when when we're walking in this path uh, to, you know, understand the Hebrew faith and live it, you know, one of the things that, you know, we have to remember is that we have the right to self-preservation. But we also have to remember that the right to self-preservation isn't necessarily effectual if we're doing it as an individual. Because I think that as individuals, we tend to, well, it's, it's, it's obvious that, you know, everyone knows something, but not everyone knows everything. So we all are designed to, you know, have a specific purpose, you know, and with those individual, you know, designated purposes, we can all come together and formulate something such as tribes and carry out our mission. One of the missions is, you know, having the right to self-preservation. We must preserve ourselves against, you know, uh, people who – who are the savages of our people as well as the other nations um, because at this particular point in time, we understand, you know, in walking in this walk, we come into a set of technology, you know, that has been, you know, um, used um, uh, against us, but that was divinely orchestrated um, with certain limitations and then, you know, some of those limitations uh, were uh, breached by, you know, the people who were put in place over us, taking the technology and then going overboard. Um, We come into the technology and understanding that, yo, we we have to be able to preserve our, our family, our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers, and our children. Uh, I'm young. I don't have any uh, kids. I don't have any children or offspring. I apologize. But I do understand that, you know, with us being a tribe, we're taught to think in the future. Um, And, again, we have to remember that self-preservation is the first right and the first law of nature, and we have to remember that when we're carrying out or we're we're creating future endeavors. Um, One of the things I also noticed that in in this walk and we're, you know, observing all these other different factions of the quote-unquote Hebrew community, there's a lot of division and a lot of different doctrines. And the reason why the brothers and sisters who are, you know, carrying out these 
factions within the Hebrew community can never agree because they don't understand the need to self-preserve. They don't they don't understand the need to preserve themselves, but they don't understand that the intricate part of self-preservation is moving as a body unit or a body politic. Um, when I had the you know the privilege of going to a four-year institution and learning about political science, at first it was just it was just something to do, but I didn't realize until I came to tribes that it would be uh, a major part of who I am in carrying out this mis discharge that you know priest you know got from his elders and then bestowed to us. And though, you know, many of us that came in and decided to take on the labor, you know, within the ones, you know, that came in with us and have left on their own cognizance or whatever it is that they chose to do, you guys are the ones that stuck out. You guys are the ones who stayed and remained your post because you understood that self-preservation was the number one rule or the first rule in order for us to actually make this thing come alive. Um, I, you know, can't say, I can't think, you know, the most high enough for tribes because when I, you know, even before, when I first came across tribes, I really was a wreck. (laughs) Um, I was not very systematic in my thinking. I was, um, I did not have the confidence that I have now. I did not. There's, you know, as one of the brothers who came, who were, who was here earlier, uh, while I was, um, when I first started, you know, he stated that there's a spirit here, you know, and it, it brings out something in you that you did not know you had. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I observe about myself is that I, you know, tried to give me the, you know, the power to be confident. But along with that, understanding, you know, that I have the confidence, I need to have the self-determination as well. I need to understand that that is important. But I need to also understand with self-determination that we have to, and this is something that we all have to understand, that we have to uh, move as a body politic. We have to move as a unit. And when it comes to people who are not like us, you know, just because we have to preserve ourselves don't mean that we have to kill everybody off or any of that thing or any of those things. But we do understand in life that when you are placed in a particular environment that and you feel that you aren't getting what you need, then there there's going to be uh, eventually anarchy and then there's going to be a revolution. Well you know, today is a revolution. It's, it's, it's the beginning of a revolution, you know, but the brothers around us, the savage reading our people, are not going to be hip to that because they don't understand the times and they don't understand what is going on because they're being pacified by their own lust. They're being pacified by this government that's telling them that, you know, what's, what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong and it's feeding their lust. So they don't see the need for change, but we understand here at Tribes that there is a need for change because the order is creating uh, instability in our people, it's making our people complacent, and it's making people, uh, it's making people susceptible to accepting lies. And at least with the Hebrew faith, we can restore that. We can restore that which was lost, and we can repair our people. But what our people have to understand, again, is that self-preservation is the key to survival. But we have to remember the tools that was given to us here, such as understanding we have to govern ourselves, we have to understand commerce, we have to understand the laws in order to govern ourselves and create commerce. We have to you know, learn how to create industry and then disseminate that back to the people. And then we have to understand that, you know, 
the worst of our people are still our people, but they need to, you know, the ones who can be helped will be helped. But we have to protect this technology, and we have to protect ourselves as a body politic. And with that, I yield. Ta-da. That was great. That was that was very insightful. Um, I thank you for that uh, perspective. And, and you're right. I mean, I, you know, just to kind of piggyback off that, I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, we can do um, in a very subtle way to, uh, you know, protect ourselves from, you know, enemies in different dimensions is to continue to be diligent and come to class. You know, because I, I, I mean, I know that's like, I know that's subtle, but the thing is, is, you know, I got to be honest, you know, I, you know, a couple of brothers um, had perspectives on having trying times with family. And um, I had a weekend that was um, chaotic where I had to deal with a, a bestial family member. And I really felt like um, I didn't have a weekend, and I was so exhausted. And the reason why I was so exhausted was because, you know, initially when, you know, a particular situation occurred, you know, I'm I'm just, you know, kind of reacting to some of the things that I hear. And, you know, it's just like that the, the Spirit of the Lord just kind of kicked in and was like, you know, just – do what you've been taught, <laughs> you know. And, and so the thing is, is that it, it goes from being um, you wanting to handle a situation, you wanting to manhandle a situation, to you trying to apply some spiritual surgery surgery to that same situation. And the thing is, is um, those those effects are more lasting, you know, when you deal with. Um, you know, in a in a scientifically uh, spiritual way, um, and just apply what you've been taught. And so the thing is, is you know, a lot of times um, we come up on you know various circumstances in life, and the and the savage among us would want to uh, you know try to uh, commit violence. Um, they would want to you know basically be uh, you know, in violation uh, of the law, you know, it's just, you know, everything is just reactionary. And, again, just that mind state and and that conduct, it it really is an expression of why um, our people are dealt with in the public and, and in the law the way they're dealt with because you react first think second. And in a lot of cases, you don't even think it's just a straight reaction. And, you know, at, at this day and age, you know, the, the the beast is not making any, he doesn't have any respect to persons. You know, it can be your brother, it can be your sister, you know, it can be your children, it don't matter. <laughs> so, you know, it, it really um, behooves us, you know, to continue to, um, you know, apply these lessons um, being able to uh, interact and have dialogue with those that are outside of us to, you know, gain some uh, degree of trust and use that trust to actually facilitate, you know, more of a bill. Um, because, you know, the thing is, is um, I, I remember, I forget who said this uh, earlier, but uh, the thing is, is that when you start to conduct yourself you know, like a son of a son of the Most High, um, people react to that. You know, they re, they react to that in, you know, on a, a energetic uh, level. They react to that um, from a behavior behavioral standpoint. And believe it or not, when when people recognize that they can't push your buttons, it, it's almost like you really can diffuse a situation completely based on your behavior. You know, it's nothing, you, you, don't, you don't have to walk around, you know, trying to, you know, be physical. You don't have to walk around trying to be insulting. You know, it, it really is about continuing to study, 
you know, continuing to let, you know, the truth transform you attribute by attribute and, you know, being a, a, a physical, you know, manifestation of the most high through your conduct. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I, and I've seen it, um, you know, with the ministry on a couple of occasions. And, you know, it's something that, um, you know, that I really aspire to. And, you know, the thing is, is that when, when you see yourself making that change, it just makes it, it makes it more, um, you know, desirous, you know, to continue in that improvement because you recognize that, you know, at the end of the day, that really is what it means to be or, or to be moving, you know, to that Christ consciousness. I mean, the Christ was an example of how, of how we were supposed to conduct ourselves, you know, in submission to that law, and we're going to get there. And I thank the Most High that I'm amongst a group of brothers that think that is the most important uh, thing that we can do, I mean, individually and collectively. So... It's it's always uh, a pleasure to be around you, brothers. Um, you know, I would say, you know, a lot of times going out there in the world, you come upon things, um, you know, certain triggers fire off in your memory. It may be something from some instruction you got within a nation. It may be something from some personal study. And it's like you want to share. But if you're anything like me, <laughs> you know, being able to deal with somebody that you can share with out there is, is sometimes difficult. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, I always know um, to uh, a great degree, you know, once we convene, you know, this is this is really the uh, the environment to be able to have those discussions, to be able to have those types of dialogue where you're not talking over people's head, everybody gets it, everybody has something to offer, um, and it's it's just a beautiful thing. And, I mean, if we could meet more than once a week, that would be great. But, you know, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't ask because I know everybody has busy lives and, and things to do. So um, I'll yield uh, there. So we've been on the line for a little, little bit more than an hour. Um, I think we can conclude at this point if nobody has anything else that they want to add. Okay. Great class, Ock. Great class, Ock. This is wonderful. Shalom, Shalom brother. All right, Ock, y'all. Shalom and a hop. We will be here next week at 8 p.m. Uh, peace and blessings. Shalom. Shalom, Shalom. Shalom, Shalom nation.